I Rav Judy here, Babakama Perak Yud, Mishnah Dalit. So now we're going to talk a little bit about what happens when somebody uh, chooses to forego saving their own property or even hurts their own property in order to help somebody else avoid a loss. What rights do they have to recovery of what they lost in, in trying to be a good person and, uh, and a helper? Okay, so two people are walking along. One has a jug full of wine. Wine is valuable, wine is lovely, but wine is not as valuable per ounce as honey. The other person, second person, is walking with a container of honey, and the honey uh, jug breaks or cracks. Actually, nistika is cracks. So the, the dvash, the honey, is, uh, is coming out. It's coming out at a fairly slow rate. Um, if it was coming out at a very fast rate, if it was just going to hit the the pavement, and the uh, the owner of the jug of wine quickly poured out their wine to save it. So then, if it's going to hit the pavement and it's, it pavement, and it's really gone. I mean, there's no real like normal chance of saving it. Then uh, actually, it's it's hefker. We assume that the uh, that it's ownerless. That the owner of the honey is. Um, is having Yehush, is giving up on it. I mean, they see it's just, it's gone. And if somebody should, you know, be able to save some, they can basically keep it. But that's not our case. Our case is Nistika. There's a crack in the honey jug. So it's going to come out. It's just coming out a little bit more slowly. What happens? The person who's holding the jug of wine decides to pour out their wine in order to save the honey for the owner of the honey. And honey is more valuable. So if... Uh, they didn't have any prior discussion about this, then what happens is the owner of the uh, wine jug is entitled to payment for basically the rental of their jug as well as their efforts, their time spent saving the honey that was coming out of the crack. Um, that much they can get paid for. But they don't get paid for the value of their wine because nobody asked them to pour out their wine. They chose to do that on their own. Uh, that was a personal decision. Uh, I didn't tell you. I didn't agree that I would pay you for the value of your wine. I only pay you for your bucket, your jug, and your time. Um, however, the second half here, the person says, listen, I'm willing to pour out my wine if you'll pay me for it, and then I'll use my jug to save your honey. And that's agreed upon. Then, and of course, in that case, the person would be reimbursed for their uh, for their wine, but only if they actually agreed to it. Otherwise, the owner of the honey could say, I didn't I didn't tell you to pour out your wine. That was your decision. Uh, second half of the Mishnah deals with a parallel case. Let's say a river's rising up and it threatens to wash away one's donkey and one's uh, friend's donkey. Now, it has to be your donkey is, is valuable, it's worth 100, but your friend's donkey is worth 200. It's, I don't know, younger, stronger, uh, it's a thoroughbred donkey, who knows. Uh, but the bottom line is that it's, uh, it's worth double, it's worth 200. If rather than save your own donkey from the rising waters, you abandon your donkey to go save your friend's donkey, you only deserve, you only have the right to be paid for the value of your time that you spend on this, uh, on saving their donkey. However, if you said to the person, listen, I am, uh, I am willing to abandon my donkey and save your very valuable donkey if you'll reimburse me for mine, and that's agreed upon, then the person gets paid. Uh, but only if, they, uh, only if they agree to it. Otherwise, no one told you to do- abandon your donkey and save mine. I didn't ask you for that. And therefore, you don't have a right to be paid for that.